Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Dr. Chelsea Trengrove. She is a PhD in biopharmacology and neuroscience currently a program manager at Empatica, focused on innovation through collaboration. Empatica is an MIT Media Lab spinoff, emphasizing the use of sensor data to inform patient health and wellness in daily life. Their first focus is epilepsy. Chelsea's background in pharmacology and biochemistry allows her to take her insights with the intersection of neuroscience to come out with some great solutions. She did all of this at Boston University. Prior to Empatica, she worked internationally in the pharma and biotech industries, assisting companies to build external collaborations, align processes, and incorporate FDA guidelines, which we all know is hyper important. An advocate for health and wellness, she's also a black belt and daily practitioner of Aikido, a martial art. So with that, I want to give a, a very warm welcome to Chelsea to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much, Saul. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure to, to have you here, Chelsea. And, and folks, Chelsea was at the TEDMED meeting that, that I also attended last year. And talk about some brilliant minds. And, and I just thought it'd be a great opportunity to have her here on the podcast to tell us her story and what she's up to. So, Chelsea, what got you into healthcare? It's been a sort of an interesting journey for me. As you mentioned, I started off in academia. Um, I've you know, ever since I was five years old, I was actually super interested in the brain. I used to go on to this CD-ROM encyclopedia that my dad got me over Christmas, and I used to re read articles about the brain. So really, ever since I was a kid, I knew that I was interested in science and wanted to go into that field. And being in academia, doing the PhD in neuroscience was wonderful. I really loved getting to explore and investigate new areas of whether or not it was cell pathways or new molecules that could impact diseases. Um, my PhD was specifically in neurodegeneration. I loved that investigation, mm -hmm. but it felt like a really slow process. It was very focused on you know one pathway at a time, and the research can take I mean, it can take decades. You can spend a whole career for one line in a textbook sometimes. And, you know, some people have these incredible breakthroughs and some people are just built for the research. But I wanted to do something that felt a little bit more impactful and collaborative. You know, I, I, I love the, the cell culture dishes that I was working with, but I did want to interact with people and feel like I was impacting them like more on a face-to-face -face daily level. For so sure. after I finished my PhD, I went um, into consulting, uh, working, um, like you said, in uh, pharma uh, devices and getting to learn this. So the new language of FDA validation and regulatory work, which was interesting, but I did miss the science. So I um, started looking around for new ways that I could still be in the med pharma world, but also get to sort of delve into science. And I found Empatica, which is doing some really cutting edge research in, I mean, both healthcare and neuro fields, which is really lucky to uh, be taken on there as a program manager a little bit over a year ago. Well, that's a fascinating journey, Chelsea. And gosh, the area of neurodegeneration, the brain, mental health, these diseases affecting the brain and, and 
nothing like there's no vital sign for the brain like there's a big gap there and a and also a big opportunity mm-hmm. alzheimer's increasing year after year what's your thoughts on all that i mean i know i know i just said a lot but yeah. why why are we trending that way and why not the other way uh what and what do you mean by the other way meaning better why aren't we oh, doing better um yeah i think the brain is really one of these final frontiers in a way. And there's just so much that we don't know about it. Um, And I think a lot of our our focuses are either in systems biology or Mm -hmm. like really on the molecular level or cellular level. And I think it's going to be important to integrate these different um, sort of silos of science, that it's not going to be you know, one answer on, you know, this drug or you just need to affect this pathway. So that's why I think the sort of movement towards big data and machine learning is going to be really important. Using, you know, sensors like the ones that we use in Empatica and machine learning and genomics to really create a holistic picture of a person as opposed to just focusing down on one of these small areas. Um, I think it's going to be really promising in the next few years. I love your your hopeful um, outlook there, Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> and and it's a it's 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 a great one to have, especially in the field and focus that you're up to. So, what needs to be on the minds of health leaders' agendas today, and how are you and 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 Empatica approaching it? Yeah, well, um, let me give you a little bit of background on what Empatica does, in case um, any of your listeners aren't aware of Empatica. So, as you mentioned, we we are machine learning sort of wearable AI company, uh, an MIT Media Lab spinoff. And our first focus has really been on creating this small, beautiful smartwatch called the Embrace. And the way that it works is it has sensors that will um, monitor for convulsive seizures. So it will detect a seizure on a a user's wrist and will send an alert to a caregiver. Um, So a text message and phone call with a GPS location. So Empatica's focus has really been creating these sensors that will help sort of create peace of mind in people's life outside of the hospital to really give them the freedom to go and live their lives. So our, our big focus has been machine learning, but something that we've encountered is the importance of creating these systems, not just for the patient, but we need to find a way that it can really integrate into the healthcare system. And that's something that we've sort of learned over the past few years, the importance of creating these platforms that aren't just only for the patient, but can also be used by the physician and the provider so that integrates into a meaningful way into the healthcare system. Well, I think it's a really important connection to make. You know, you referenced the siloed nature of even brain research. This expands even to to point solutions and 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 solutions that we could offer to to improve outcomes. It'd be interesting to hear from you, Chelsea, something that you and the Empatica team have done to create results and do it better by thinking differently. Yeah, I think something that we've really had to focus on. So most of Empatica is, um, you know, we're a bunch of data scientists and engineers who are developing this technology for people who are you know, living every day with epilepsy. So something that we've really needed to focus on and that has sort of helped improve what we've created is, is working with patients, with people who have epilepsy to improve the product. So not just assuming that we'll know what's best, working with them to improve our algorithm so that it's detecting seizures that are going to be, you know, the most impactful in their life. So for us, it was, you know, not focusing on every type of seizure, but looking directly at convulsive seizures, which are one of the most dangerous types of seizures, if not the most dangerous. So really just sort of reiterating on the device with the the people that are really in the weeds of having this disease as part of their daily life. 
it's great that you guys are doing that. There's so many people looking for solutions and such a smart group of people working on a, on, on, on a single problem. I mean, there's so much power and focus. Just the, Thank you. Yeah, that's just incredible that you guys are so aligned with this single problem. I mean, you shared with me you're, you're in D.C. right now for an epilepsy meeting. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here for the National Epilepsy Walk in D.C. So it's actually on the National Mall, and it's the families from all over the U.S. that gather together to raise money and awareness for epilepsy, um, really to help try and destigmatize the disease and, and focus research on or focus money on um, research to help find a cure, but also to improve the lives of people living with epilepsy. So not just on, we're not just focused on caring, we're also focused on improving the lives of people that have the disease. Love that. So, so meaningful. And you're, you're walking the talk, not just talking the talk. And that, that's really, really important in, in healthcare. So Chelsea, what about something that didn't work out? Like, you know, I know, hey, startups deal with issues all the time. Is there something in particular mm -hmm. that you want to share that has made you guys better because it happened? Yeah, sure. And, you know, it's a, a hurdle that we're still traversing. And it's something that, you know, if I can prevent any future companies or, you know, ideas from going through this, I, you know, I hope this helps. But I think that at Empatico, we've been, we were really looking forward and pushing for this FDA clearance. So our device is actually cleared by the FDA. It's the first risk-borne device in epilepsy to be cleared by the FDA. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, it was a huge push for the team and really exciting that we can now get this out to, to families. But um, what we sort of thought going into it was that we'd get this FDA clearance and that would sort of be it. We'd be in the healthcare system. We would get reimbursement. And I think that that's something that we've quickly learned is um, not how that works, that uh, reimbursement, which is something that we're really pushing for this year, um, the long road and that you really need to set up your um, your studies and your trials and um, the, your platform with reimbursement and how to integrate into, the, into healthcare ahead of time. Yeah, it's definitely a big thing. And, you know, Chelsea, I feel like there's a lot of services and products that are on the periphery that can offer a lot of value that aren't necessarily in the reimbursement path, but creative mm -hmm. models to address these exist. They definitely take time. And I mean, I think about yeah. population health efforts and value-based care efforts that aren't really aligned to the reimbursement models. But when you find mm -hmm. the right stakeholder, there's a way. Yes. Yeah. So if anybody knows any, please, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're looking for those stakeholders. While there are a lot of great devices out there and, you know, of course, we've tried to keep um, the Embrace watch at, you know, as low a price point as possible to keep, you know, the company running and so getting it to, you know, the people who it's impacting. It's really frustrating for us when we have people that are coming to us and saying, look, like, if you can't afford this device, it really breaks our hearts when we can't get this to everybody. So there are models without reimbursement, but we just know that this is a way to really get it to people, um, to, to anyone who needs a device for monitoring seizures. Yeah, no, that's a great call out. And and folks, if you're listening to this and you have an idea or a partnership opportunity where 
something could work out. Definitely uh, at the end of the podcast, Chelsea will provide the best way to contact her or the company. And um, hey, this is why we do what we do, connecting the silos in in solutions uh, through the podcast. So what about the other side of the coin, Chelsea? What's been one of your most proud moments there at uh, Empatica? Oh my God, there are so many, you know, really just seeing where this, you know, so as I said, I've been here for a little bit over a year and I spend a lot of time going to a lot of these conferences and events and meeting with families who are actually using our device. And it's incredible to see the impact that it's made, you know, after FDA clearance, the families, the moms that come to me and say, you know, I... I haven't been able to sleep for the past 10 years because I'm terrified my son's going to have a seizure in the middle of the night. I have to sleep in the same room as him. Yeah. And this is the first time in my life that I've been able to get a good night's sleep and you know, let him you know, sleep in his own room and know that if he has a seizure, I'm going to get alerted and you know, I'll be there for him. Those yeah. moments are, are pretty incredible. That is incredible. And if you don't mind me asking, can you share how much it costs? Yeah, um, so the device is two forty nine, um, the Embrace okay. Watch, and there's a monthly um, subscription that comes with the alerting services. So the lowest one is ten dollars a month. So, like I said, we've tried to keep it low. Yeah, that's wanna, super reasonable. Want to make it as low as possible for people, so that's why the reimbursement focus. Very good, very good. Now, now you know this is key. And gosh, I mean, when you think of of items from the perspective of of a medical device standpoint. It's super affordable. Yeah. And actually, it's interesting because that's been um, potentially one of the issues with reimbursement. They say it's, it's so inexpensive. Why should, we, why should we reimburse it? Which is Isn't a little bit frustrating else? for us. Yeah. Something else I'm telling you. But you know what? The stories are there. You guys continue to find ways to make it better. And you're engaged in the patient groups and the policy groups and the technology groups. I know that a solution's around the corner, so keep doing what you're doing. It's so, so impactful. Thank you. So this is great. And, and so now we're, we're at, at the point of the podcast, Chelsea, where, we're, where we do the lightning round. So I've got a couple questions for you there, followed by a book that you recommend to listeners. You ready? Sure. Okay. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I think I touched on this a little bit already, but I think, you know, I love when companies say that the number one focus is the patients and that really should be the patients. But I think really hitting sort of the triad of patient, provider, and uh, payer is really important. So without, you know, being able to go to the payer, the physician, the provider, and the patient, you know, you can hit one of those things, but if you're not targeting all of them, your system isn't going to go forward. So I think really having the focus of, of creating a platform that can be usable for everyone is an important focus. It's huge. And what's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I think sort of piggybacks off of this, but um, developing for a silo. So just developing for one of those branches, it's a starting place, but I think that you really need to have the foresight of of where that platform is going to go moving forward and also not make any assumptions. That's you know, that. Definitely don't make assumptions that this is going to work out like this. It, it makes logical sense if you really need to do your research. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. And how do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. <laughs> Every, yeah. We are, we're so in the, the weeds of that. Everyone's talking about innovation, but that really is how you can keep pushing forward. If you have some product that you're sitting on for a while, uh, it's going to, I mean, 
there's just always more that you can improve on. So for us, it's to constantly be looking at what's next, how can we make this better, who can we work with to expand this platform in a way that's meaningful. So just, you know, constantly look to what's next and how you can make it better. What's one of the area of focus that drives Empatica, Chelsea? Okay, so I know I said that you need to focus on, you know, patient, provider, payer, but for us, I think really the most important focus for us is is creating a technology that's going to create meaningful change, in, you know, in our users' lives. Mm-hmm. So I, I think empathy is really the, the main focus of Empatica, creating a, and that's actually where the name Empatica comes from. It's in, we're based in Milan, Italy, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and so the name Empatica comes from the Italian word for empathy. Love that. What a great way to encapsulate the mission. So these next two are more on a personal note, Chelsea. What's your number one health habit? My number one health habit. You did allude to the fact that I am a black belt. I'm pretty addicted to Aikido, so I try and practice every day. It's a lot of fun. Um, And I think just, you know, getting out and doing something like that is important to to keep you sane. Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations on the black belt. That's incredible. (laughs) That's incredible. And what is your number one success habit? I think, especially working in these small companies, work-life balance can be a challenge. I think really taking time for yourself and making sure that you're eating well and sleeping really lends to success. So taking time for yourself and making and checking in with yourself to make sure that you're doing well, because if you're not, you can't help other people. Beautifully said. Totally agree with that one. Got to carve out time for yourself. And what Mm -hmm. book would you recommend to the listeners, Chelsea? I've been woefully inadequate at catching up on books lately. Um, I did start reading um, *Sapiens*, which has been hugely popular mm-hmm. in the past few years. But um, it, it's a pretty incredible book, so I definitely re- recommend looking at that. Lately, I've been diving more into New Yorker articles, grabbing snippets where I can. So, if I can give some recommendations for articles, I'd be happy to do that. Sure. So uh, one that was really impactful for me last year um, was by Atul Gawande. It was sort of a, a macro overview of why doctors hate their computers is what the article was, was called. But it's about doctor burnout and the impact the screen time is having on these doctors, uh, especially for Empatica. It's super relevant for us because, you know, we're creating this technology that's going to be adding a lot more data that they can be looking at it. For us, it's really important to focus on, are we giving the physicians one more thing to look at, or are we creating meaningful changes in the way that they're diagnosing and, and helping their patients with disease? So it's a great article that I recommend just to get an, sort of this high-level overview of, of doctors' experiences. And then uh, there's two other ones that I've read recently. I'm not remembering the names of them right now, but um, one of them was on uh, becoming a cancer patient that came out just a few weeks ago. And um, another one is on psychiatric drugs over prescription and sort of the withdrawal effects of that. So I think just, you know, the New Yorker has some pretty incredible articles that are healthcare related. So if you can find those ones there, it's, those are really more of a, an insight into people's lives personally, but it's, it's good to get to see that side of it. Yeah, no, that's a great recommendation. Uh, first time the New Yorker has been um, um, <laughs> given, but I think it's really great, right? I mean, we have to take snippets where we can. And, and uh, yeah. the nice thing about the New Yorker is that it's uh, nice bite-sized content and 
let's be frank right. today that's what, yeah. what a lot of us are consuming so <laughs> it's a really great great um, resource it's, it's my very millennial answer <laughs> i love it i love it folks for all of the resources and a full transcript of our conversation with chelsea trengrove you could go to outcomesrocket.health in the search bar type in empatica or type in chelsea C-H-E-L-S-E-A. You're going to find all of the show notes and everything we discussed there today. So before we conclude, Chelsea, I'd love if you could just leave us with a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could continue the conversation with you. Sure. I guess the closing thoughts is, uh, you know, healthcare has been a, a seemingly slow mover and shaker, you know, over the past few decades. But I think that this is a, a time for real change. With the sort of advent of machine learning and big data, I think it's going to be integrating more and more into all aspects of healthcare. It's moving so quickly that I think that we're all we're all in for a wild ride. So just stay tuned. Love that. And and if the listeners want to learn more, where can they go to learn more about Empatica or continue the chat with you? Oh sure. Um, well, there's actually so you can always go to Empatica.com to learn more about uh, the the two devices that we currently have. And we have a lot of new exciting collaborations. Actually, with the government, we have an influenza forecasting project with HHS um, monitoring cool. for respiratory symptoms and hmm. seeing if we can predict it before you're aware of it. And we also just got a NASA grant. So there's a, a lot of exciting research that's going to be coming out soon. So, so uh, aside from, you know, just monitoring your news feeds, you can go to Empatica.com. And to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn or email me at cp at Empatica.com. Outstanding. Chelsea, just want to say thanks again for uh, sharing your mind on on uh, the work that's being done on epilepsy at Empatica. And uh, just want to say thanks and continue the great work. Thank you so much, Saul. This was such a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 